listeners, and welcome to a good news episode of Extra Extra. Yes. It's all about apparently good news this week. That's it. Nothing. Well, nothing but mostly good news this week. There is a little bad that comes that is, with the good. There true. is a little bad. That's very true. I'm your host, Jason Johnston Yellen. I'm joined by my favorite hobbit. Can I say that? Can I say that? You're, I, you're, I'm, you're a little bit taller than a hobbit, to be fair. I'm a lot be bit fair. taller because I'm, I'm actually taller than the average human. And the average hobbit is about four foot one, four foot two. And, I, and I'm five foot ten and three quarters. So I said what I said. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> each episode of Extra Extra, Josh or I bring a whiskey related news story to the attention of the other. We read it in the first half, we riff off it in the second half. Mm-hmm. And this week, we're tying a bow on a story that has followed us for far too long, Joshua. Far too long. I, th- I think that it's somewhat safe to say it's it's definitely followed us from the beginning of, of the Extra Extra series. I, I don't think... Extra Extra as a podcast has lived independent of today's story. That's a crazy notion. Crazy, And we're, you know, a bit over a year and a half in. Yeah, yeah, I think it lines up. We'd have to go back to the records to know for sure. But yeah, gosh, didn't see that coming, Mm -hmm. that in a pandemic. But more later. Here's here's our title from The Spirit's Business. Mm -hmm. Authored by Melita Kelly, hmm. posted on the 18th of June, 2021. Industry reacts to UK-US five-year tariff truce. Those are sweet, <laughs> sweet words, Joshua. I, I, like, I like the use of the word truce. In the headline, though, I would argue that it's not a full truce, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. So you you go on. Trade bodies and producers on both sides of the Atlantic have welcomed the US and UK's agreement to suspend retaliatory tariffs for five years in relation to the Boeing-Airbus dispute. Cannot believe we're reading these headlines, <laughs> these sub-headlines about a story that, that dates is back seventeen resolved. years. <laughs> resolved. Well, yeah. A, a, it's it's resolved for five years. I'm not going to say any more words. I'm going to let you continue. I'm actually going to make my page a little larger because I've become a man of a certain age uh, during this pandemic. So, okay, this looks much better. I can see it from. From across the room now. I could maybe even see it from the moon. The UK-US five-year truce was confirmed yesterday, 17th of June, and follows a similar deal between the EU and the US, which also agreed to a five-year suspension of retaliatory tariffs on products such as cognac and vodka. The trade war between the EU, the UK and the US is part of a 17-year feud between aircraft manufacturers Airbus and Boeing 
In 2019, the US government imposed tariffs on $7.5 billion worth of EU goods, including single malt scotch and single malt Irish whiskey, because of the ongoing dispute. In March 2021, the US and the EU agreed to a four-month suspension of tariffs. And we covered a, a story not too long ago mm -hmm. that was talking about those being announced in July to come back into effect. And in early June, they they cleared, uh, well, here are mid-June. Well, let's, let's keep in mind, though, that that four-month pause that they're talking about that we covered, uh, you know, a few episodes back was just a pause on one side. It was just a pause on the single malts uh, and the products from the UK and Europe coming into the US and not and there were no pauses on the products from the US into UK and Europe. In fact, there was a potential of those tariffs moving from 25% to 50%, which thankfully uh, we, we've averted. But I just wanted to clarify that four month pause that you mentioned. Good. In December 2020, the UK government said it would suspend the tariffs that the EU imposed on $4 billion worth of US goods, including rum, vodka, brandy and vermouth. Mm -hmm. Whiskey, obviously not being on that list. Yes. The latest news regarding the five-year suspension has signalled good news for single malt scotch whiskey and single malt Irish whiskey, which have been subject to 25% tariffs as a result of the aerospace spat. And spat to me is, uh, is, is a little lesser than feud, which is where we opened the article with. It also sounds like the past tense of spitting, but that's, that's another thing. I tell you, I've been spitting and hopping mad during all of this. <laughs> Liz Truss... The UK's International Trade Secretary said, This deal will support jobs across the country and is fantastic news for major employers like Scotch Whiskey and sectors like Aerospace. We took the decision to de-escalate the dispute at the start of the year when we became a sovereign trading nation, which was crucial to breaking the deadlock and bringing the US to the table. Her quote continues and actually ends the article. I want to thank Catherine Tai, T-A-I, US Trade Representative personally for her role in making this happen. Today's deal draws a line under an incredibly damaging issue and means we can focus on taking our trading relationship with the US to the next level, including working more closely to challenge unfair practices hmm. by nations like China and using the power of free trade to build back better from the pandemic. Build back better. That was, a, that was the, the joint theme between the US and UK and various EU countries. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a political statement. Mm. Um, what had been interesting to me in getting this coming out on June 18th, mm -hmm. was two days earlier, we'd actually seen the news of the, the EU in the US mm -hmm. 
saying, okay, let's have this five-year. And in that article that came out, right in the middle of it was the UK and US are expected to make a similar announcement tomorrow. But it was just this kind of strange throwaway sentence in the middle of an article about the EU and US relationship. So I was very, very relieved to see this UK-US come out. Now, the news was tempered, and you suggested this a moment ago, and I, and I just want to close out this kind of first quote-unquote half mm-hmm. um, with this, was the 25% tariffs on US whiskey going into the UK remained in place. And, and that's about steel. Mm-hmm. That's not connected that's to the correct. Airbus Boeing yeah. situation spat, feud, uh, whichever you prefer, but is instead about steel. Again, not really a whiskey thing, but here we go. (laughs) Has any news come out? Have you seen anything on that 25%? No, no, I I haven't seen anything that suggests uh, a future date to have a conversation, you know, regarding the potential removal of these and I, I was I was quite surprised that steel was not picked up in this conversation when Biden was was over there because that is a huge part of the trade talks. So I wish I could speak more to it, but I, I find it very interesting that uh, that that was not resolved. Yeah, our 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 celebration is is definitely warranted and well-earned as people who import single malts. Mm-hmm. But I I do remain concerned for good friends like Scott Harris, yeah. um, you know, you're up at Catoctin Creek and what that does for his business overseas. You know, for Westland, mm-hmm. obviously owned by Remy, bringing the Westland single malt overseas. Um, you know, there's still so many people affected here that while we're very happy with the development, we haven't forgotten our friends who are are still experiencing something less yeah. than a, a perfect truce. Yeah, think think about the the growth that Scott and Becky Harris were they, they were counting on the UK and EU and that business from those two sectors to help them with a certain amount of growth and and the number escapes me right now, but it was reported in a previous article that we brought up in a previous episode, but it wasn't a small number by, by any stretch. And I can imagine how excited Scott and Becky likely were, how excited, you know, our friends at Westland likely were, our friends at wild Turkey likely were, our friends throughout Kentucky likely were to, and you say, okay, the, the Scotch whiskey tariffs are gone. That's great. This other tariff is gone. That's great. Wait a second. The meetings are over. You guys didn't finish. There's one mm-hmm. more There's one more tariff that we're waiting for you to say is going away. Oh, no, you're, you're, mm-hmm. not, you're not bringing that up? Right. Right? And it's just that feeling of that deflated feeling. And, and one comment before we get out of this portion. Rum, American rum tariffs have gone. American brandy tariffs have gone. American vodkas tariffs have gone. Like I, I love your point about 
and why you why you leaving the negotiating table? There's there's one more item. Could we just get you here for five more minutes? That's yeah. You've got it for all of those. Come on, yeah. It's, the it's, deal. it's kind of like your group of friends sitting around, sitting around in your tree fort. And one of them's holding a little handful of sticks. And which one, who pulls the short stick? Right? And there you go. U.S. Whiskey. whiskey pulled the short. That's yep. crazy. Crazy, crazy. Okay, quick intermission. We'll come back and we'll have a wee chat about what these U.K.-U.S. suspended tariffs for a whopping five years mm. means for us and, and the industry writ large. various reports that you've read regarding the the five-year suspension of these tariffs, did you get any clue? Was there any indication as to why it's a five-year suspension and what it's going to take five years from now to potentially kick the can down the road for another five years or maybe lift it fully? Like, why, why this five years? What are we holding on to here? Yeah, I don't know. I, I was looking for why five would be five. What was also interesting to me is the last administration just applied tariffs. It's not like they were falling back on some older records. It's not like they had to push this through the House or the Senate. They were able to just put tariffs on these imports. Mm. And so... If the current administration had said, okay, this, the tariffs have ended, mm-hmm. I don't see how it would have, you know, hogtied or, or made life difficult for any future administration that wanted to put tariffs in place. And instead, what they've done is they've kept the threat of tariffs mm-hmm. to the back of our minds here. Yeah. You know, b- before, you know, they were put into effect... None of us thought about there being a tariff on scotch coming into the United States. Yeah. Um, And so now here we've got this five year. And actually what it made me think of is a story you and I have covered each of the last two Decembers Mm -hmm. was the FET uh, Mm -hmm. on craft producers in the United States. And the legislation exists for them to simply say, okay, Here's how we're doing business going forward. And instead, they keep kicking the can down the road on when that legislation will be signed. And each December, you've got American craft producers saying, (laughs) what does January 1 look like? (laughs) And so for us now with this five year, we're asking that question, you know, come 2025, looking into 2026, mm-hmm. the halfway point of 2026 will have to be looking into the, 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 the future, into our crystal ball and say, are tariffs going to come out of thin air or is whatever administration is in place in 2026 mm-hmm. Are they going to come to the negotiating table? What does the UK look like in 2026? 
You know, is there an independent Scotland that's now back in Europe? Who even controls the trade of Scotch whisky in 2026? Mm-hmm. So we're, we're far from certain about what 2026 looks like. We just know that in one regard, we can return to business as usual, mm-hmm. which I've just... I've taken my question and I've put it very neatly on a T here. Let me get a large striking implement here and I will hit it over to you. <laughs> We're still not back to business as usual. No. Tariffs on Scotch whiskey might be gone for five years, but this remains a very unsettled time. Speak to that, Joshua. Yes. Yes, it it is an uncertain time. The number one question, as soon as as soon as everybody heard about these tariffs being lifted or suspended for the next five years, was are we going to see the price tag come down on bottles on the shelves? When is that going to happen? I mean, you've you've got your one camp that's you know full of cynics and understandably so, who say you're not going to see it come down. Prices are going to remain where they are because people can be more profitable. I have a very different view of that. I I disagree. I think at the end of the day, price is king, and all you need are a few major retailers to understand that and do what they always do and work on pricing to get customers, to bring in new customers, to retain existing customers, and so on. shops are going to want to see those prices come down, but they can't see the prices come down for a good while because there's so much stock sitting in the U.S. right now that was brought in during a time when there was 25% tariffs on this liquid. So distributors, importers, distributors, and retailers need to sell through that tariff stock And we have to then bring in non-tariff stock to replace that. I would expect us to potentially start seeing prices come down toward the end of this year, maybe toward the beginning of next year. I think there is a possibility if we can get producers, importers, distributors, and retailers to all work together potentially on some special programming, you know, that might might allow retailers to discount here and there, you know, to to bring some of the pricing down to move that tariff product out a bit a bit quicker. But that's going to take a, a pretty large effort. First, we need to sell through the product that has the tariff, and then we need smart retailers, smart restaurants, and smart bars to price to to start selling on price and start demanding price. We need, we need the retailer to say, hey, tariffs are gone. Distributor, what's going on with your prices? And the distributor to say, hey, importer, tariffs are gone. What's going on with those prices? And then back up to the producer as well. It, it has to go up the chain. Listeners cannot see me sitting here mm-hmm. nodding my head mm-hmm. over everything you're saying here. Even to the, will we see better pricing towards the end of this year? Might it be the beginning of next year? Tariffs are only a part (laughs) of the current pricing battle. 
that we are waging. And the deep concern was that after a four-month suspension, where we could only focus or where we could where we could simply focus on the fallout of the pandemic, the concern was if these tariffs come back, we're going to be dealing with both tariffs and pandemic fallout. Mm-hmm. Now we're just back to pandemic fallout. Mm-hmm. So so if, if tariffs aren't being applied, there are other factors mm-hmm. running up price. And I'm going to throw the floor back over to you to talk through those factors that complicate this. Well, these, these factors not only... They not only keep pricing high, but they also extend lead times. And this is why I said before that we shouldn't expect to see pricing come down until towards the end of the year, some sometime later or sometime early next year. And that's because there's currently a global shipping container shortage. And when I say global, I mean simply that, global. Jason, just, just, just so you're aware, and you are aware of this, but just so our listeners are aware, typically speaking, when normal trade was happening, when there wasn't a pandemic, right, when there wasn't uh, increased tariffs on certain Chinese goods uh, in, imposed by, by us here in the U.S., the standard shipping time of whiskey from Scotland to our warehouse in San Francisco was about six weeks on the ocean. Mm-hmm. If you really needed the product fast, you could air freight the product for around four times the cost of ocean freighting, and you'd get it within a week. Okay. Now, because of the global shipping container shortage, we're looking at a minimum of a four-month lead time from Scotland to our warehouses in San Francisco. Or if we're looking at air freight, we're now looking, instead of a minimum of one week, we're looking at a minimum of a month. And this is because we can't access the shipping containers we need because A, COVID protocols. Yes, the U.S. is doing much better when it comes to the pandemic. But look, Brazil just hit 500,000 deaths COVID-related with nothing going on vaccine-related. So many other parts of the world, the same thing. And they're all imposing or trying to impose various COVID protocols to keep people safe. And when you do that, it affects access to these containers. When you couple that with uh, these tariffs on China that I told you about, I mean, I think we may have mentioned it on a previous podcast we were purchasing glass bottles from a Chinese producer, or we were purchasing glass bottles from a broker of glass who was getting these bottles from China, and they had to switch suppliers on us because those glass, the the bottles we were getting before, were going to increase in price by 254%, right? Yep. So... When you have so many products coming out of China and all of a sudden tariffs hit that, containers aren't going to move. Then add in COVID protocols. Then add in Suez Canal situations. I mean, all of this is in an, an enormous ball of wax that, that we find ourselves uh, 
stuck in and we don't necessarily see an end in sight as to when these delays are going to happen. So based on these extended lead times of four months from Scotland to the U.S., here we are in June, July, August, September, October, right? You're already coming toward the end of the year to start bringing in non-tariff products, right? You, you see where I'm going with this. But, but in addition, for me, it's, it's a global glass shortage or it's increased pricing on glass. Mm -hmm. There's a global cardboard shortage. Mm -hmm. And how do you get your glass safely transported around the world if not in cardboard? Mm -hmm. Then you've got increased freight pricing then and increased lead times. And you're trying to get into a warehouse to get casks out, to get to a bottling hall who's running on a skeleton staff because they're not all able to operate the way they mm -hmm. did pre-pandemic. There's so many spinning plates here. And I worry that for so many consumers, mm. it begins and ends with a shelf price. Right, that's gone up five dollars a bottle. That's gone up ten dollars a bottle. Yeah. Wow, these companies are so greedy, and there are myriad factors <laughs> in place. You know, you know, look at and, and we try not to you know talk too much about single cast nation and extra extra. However, as an example, how many internal conversations have we had where we're very proud to offer? $10 per year of maturation for single casks that are 10 years and above. And now we're having internal conversations about, goodness, do, do we need to move to $11 mm -hmm. per year mm -hmm. of maturation for single cast 10 years and above? And that $1 move per year is leading to so many conversations can we pull that off? Will we be well received? Will it look like we're taking advantage of the pandemic, right? Yeah. But with all of those factors discussed, glass, cardboard, freight. Um, labels too. There's even extended lead, time, lead labels, times on labels, yeah. right? Yeah. We're seeing yeah. that it's, too. It's, it's everything all the time. The thing that I've been saying pretty consistently for the last month or two is when COVID came down and we had tariffs in place in 2020. We thought 2020 is going to be impossibly difficult as a year. Mm. And it presented a lot of challenges. Our shipping to customers, to nation doorsteps, certainly got complicated mm -hmm. and lead times got extended. But we had so many things in place, casks that had already been selected, bottles that were already in place, um, bottling dates that were already in, in place. 2020 was difficult, but it still ticked along. 2021, yeah. as a pandemic fallout year, has been much, much more difficult. Agreed. For all the reasons named. And so getting a five-year tariff truce is fantastic for us. Wonderful, brilliant, one less thing to worry about. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't the only item on a problem list. Yeah, it's it's one less thing 
on a on a on a list that contains a myriad of things to be worrying about. Okay, so we build this as the good news episode. I know, I was just brought thinking it down that. in the end. Um, will prices go down? They might, but not anytime soon. Well, I know we don't like to bring up Single Cast Nation too much in Extra Extra, but I think our next release, a retail release, is a really good example of us being able to bring in product without a tariff and it being priced based on there being no tariffs. In a couple of cases, we didn't hit that $10 per year mark. It, it might've been, it might've been 11 on one or two of these, but you know, for the, for the reasons that you mentioned before, but it's been good to know that we were able to bring in release number seven without that tariff, without the extra 25% on top of what should be our normal pricing. 100%, but, but there we were air freighting it in. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned earlier in this episode, air freight used to be four times the price of sea freight. It's currently seven times. It's currently seven price. times. Yeah, but think about this decision that we had to make. We didn't know what the future of the tariffs would be. And when we ran the numbers, we were able to air freight the product in where most of the stuff should stay around $10 per year. One or two is going to be a bit higher. But if we just ocean freighted it in, A, the product wouldn't be here for another four months. And B, there was a potential that it would be tw- the products would be 25% higher than they should be. And at the end of the day, air freighting it in was cheaper than us bringing in product and selling it at a 25% price increase. Yeah, this is me vigorously nodding my head. (laughs) 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 Ah, Okay, that that to me sounded like a bit of good news on which to end. Yes, I think so. I think that's a a nice way to get out of here. So we're we're excited, we're happy, we're going to continue fighting for our American friends, colleagues, collaborators, partners on helping them get their 25% knocked off Mm -hmm. uh, from going into the UK and EU as well. So we're not done here. No, 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 no. No, yeah, that's a good point. We will be bringing up tariffs again at some point. Hopefully the next time that we do is to announce that the EU has removed or suspended the tariffs on American whiskey into the EU. Lovely, lovely. Uh, dear listener, if you want to reach out to us, you can use questions at onenationunderwhiskey.com. No E in whiskey. Richard Baum, we do still have your story up our sleeves. As you can imagine, this week had to be the tariffs. In a couple of weeks will be, gosh, beginning of July. Not a lot of whiskey stories floating around early July. So um, <laughs> famous last words, but fingers crossed, Richard, we might get your story covered there. But until next time, I remain Jason, you remain Joshua, mm-hmm. and you out there all remain dear listeners. Cheers. Cheers. That was good. That was good. That was good, Jason. That was good. Ah.
was good. That was good. You know what? That was good. I like that one. That last Should one. I start? If you stop me up, if you stop me up, I'll never stop. God, you have to make that the opening to this episode. You have to make that the opening. Go ahead, go ahead. Do you hate that song? Of course. Who doesn't? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Let me get my silent fidget. <clears throat> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Is that how Santa like welcomes the children in, into the mall? Hello, dear children. Come on, come on.